The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Surviving no way to Yes, that's right. The Survivor Know-It-Alls are back here. Back. Season 36, Ghost Island to reverse the curse of all the bad podcasts we've done before, Stephen Fishback. <laughs> wow, this is your chance to finally use the knowingest know-it-all correctly. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> you think it'll be back in play and I'll have a chance? We've got to bring the knowingest know-it-all back in play, but you're going to have to pass it to someone in, the, in other households to... Yeah. Uh, empower it wow what a great episode i loved this i love this cast i love this twist i love this season i'm so excited about this season in a way i haven't been for a really long time yeah you seem like you're very hyped up all day long you were tweeting about survivor giving giving the fans instructions on how to proceed moving <laughs> forward like you're this uh, this uh, great elder statesman of survivor now steven Rob, I only aspire to be as old as you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we are ready to talk about two hours of Survivor Ghost Island. Of course, we'll take your questions. Hashtag RHAP. Also, you can post your questions in the chat. Scott is uh, standing by. We're going to take those as well here tonight before we get ready for a super crazy week of Survivor podcasting. Uh, even crazier than when Stephen and I talked to Dr. Mike the other day. <laughs> I can't believe it. You had to edit out about a third of that podcast. <laughs> uh, so, so much to come here in uh, these next couple of days as well. Starting with, uh, we are going to get the eighth and final piece of first one out coming very Ooh. soon. And in a week where we talk to Corinne, where we talk to Dr. Mike, where we're talking with Joe Mena and Randy Bailey. Uh, wow, you're really going like to full, full, I don't even know, full unhinged. Uh, you ain't heard nothing yet until you hear part eight of First One Out. So really? uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, do, don't miss this one. Uh, of course, I'll have my double exit interview with Gonzalez and Jacob. Steven, uh, that the other night I was doing my uh, winner picks and I said, really, for, you know, for me, it's really between uh, Jacob Gonzalez and uh, Kellen. Those are really the, my top three. I, I um, I was very upset. I am very upset about about Jacob, but I think Kellen is still in this. Rob, I think she's she's competitive over there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk all, through all of that, and of course, uh, Joe Mena on the recap, Randy Bailey on uh, the voicemail, and then uh, Wiggle Room and more all coming up here in the next couple of days. Always appreciate it when you subscribe to the podcast here at the start of the season. Rob has a website.com slash iTunes. Make sure you subscribe in. And certainly, even Stephen Fishback would tell you, uh, iTunes ratings and comments uh, are like gold here at the start still, of the season. Still, 
You still need them? Still need them. Yeah, he never stops. You got to uh, you know keep 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 piling them in there. So we appreciate that. Huh. Uh, website.com slash iTunes plus uh, all the stuff with the RJPBNB and why Blank Lost should be a uh, exciting double episode of this week for, uh, for all the Survivor podcasts. All right, Stephen. So yeah, I thought this was uh, such a interesting night. I was really pulling for, uh, I, you know, I really wanted Gonzalez to say, uh, even though I think that Donathan uh, is a uh, really fun character. How do you root against Donovan? There's so I, I much wasn't rooting, there. I wasn't rooting against Donovan, but I was rooting for Gonzalez. I wanted so you to don't stay. want anybody out. You want no no one out. I was kind of hoping that they would turn and say, hey, that girl's not saying anything. Why don't we uh, vote her out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Libby. What's, what's she doing? <laughs> yeah. Let's get rid of her. Libby would have been the nice. You know what? Next time, for future survivors, try to vote the people out who are not going to, who are not saying anything. Yeah. And then on the second hour, Stephen, did you buy what Survivor was selling you? That there was a, that Jacob had a chance in that second tribal council. I thought Jacob had a chance. I mean, we see Stephanie go off and talk to, by the well. Uh, She was talking with, I believe it was Jenna. Jenna. See, yes. Uh, she, she goes to talk to Jenna by the well. So it looks like she was really considering the possibility. And then you have like Superman, Brendan, who like perfectly can sniff out anything. And then as soon as Brendan said, "Uh oh, it looks like she might be pulling the double, double cross. I was like, well, Brendan's right about everything. So I trust mm-hmm. Brendan yeah. on this one. When he um, said to Michael at tribal council, I think that something's up. That made me feel like, okay, oh, well, that, then it's definitely not up because they would they wouldn't give us that if uh, if the jig was up. Oh, I thought they were doing that because they were just trying to like show Brendan that like, but you're right. You're, you're right. Like they wouldn't have shown us that if, if, if it was, we would have just got the clean blind side instead of like, I think we, uh, it might be a blind side. So I know I, but I was disappointed because I really thought that Jacob was a lot of fun to watch. And I thought that he was going, I, I, I don't know how, if you ever got into the Australian survivor too, but I I'm felt just, like, I'm just starting it. Yeah, I'm watching well, like an episode this of is all, This is about the first couple of days of that game, but I, I really felt AK. like that Jake. Yeah. I thought that Jacob had a real, uh, you know, could be an AK where he comes into the game like, uh, what is this moron going to do next? But then people start buying into it. And I was like, oh, he, he's going to turn it around. He, he can turn it around. Uh, but no, it was just too much to overcome for Jacob. And I guess, uh, why, you know what? Uh, we'll be tempted to go there. Let's start with the first, the, the first hour uh, overall, Stephen, and, and talk about the downfall of Gonzalez, which I really was surprised to see it play out that way. Yeah, you know, I was too. And, you know, kudos to Stephanie, you know, big fishy for Stephanie, because it really seemed like this was about Stephanie making a decision rather than it didn't seem like Gonzalez necessarily did anything wrong, but that Stephanie Stephanie Johnson. Stephanie Johnson. Right. And I actually think that there's probably some part of Stephanie Johnson's decision. Like when she's like arbitrarily choosing, who am I going to target? You know, part of it might be who's the other Stephanie. You know, I, well, I wrote this in my, I wrote this in my blog, but like I, there was like a rivalry between Kelly Wigglesworth and Kelly Wentworth. Yeah. Well, I want to live in a world, Stephen, where two people have the same first name can get along with another. You know, yeah, exactly, I've been a victim of this exactly. myself, so I can uh, definitely speak out against this. This is my cause that I want to see people want to work with people that have the same name. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully when I'm paired up against uh, Chicken Morris, you know, we're, we'll, uh, we'll be able to work together. Yeah, well, he's they call him Chicken, so you think you'd be fine. Yeah, but I'm fish. You know, there's a little bit of a barnyard, you know, rivalry there. Yeah, Steve Wright, I think, uh, when yeah. he, if he plays again. Um, so anyway, like I, I, you know, I really think that this really comes down to Stephanie, who she probably felt like she could work with versus who couldn't work with. Because when we saw those conversations, it really did seem like she was driving them. You know, you have that conversation where basically everyone is saying, I want to keep Gonzalez. She's strong. Donathan's weak. And then Stephanie's like, 
is she strong? Is Jonathan weak? What is strong? You know, she complicates the decision making to such a degree uh, that that ultimately she's the one who kind of gets her opinion through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to know your opinion on what we saw Gonzalez do at that first tribal council where and I really I was I thought that Donathan was done. I thought that the votes were going against him. And I thought that Stephanie Gonzalez might have been even selling past the close because she got up. She went to go talk to everybody. And uh, I thought that she had most of the men in the group. And I thought that maybe there were some of the women like Stephanie Johnson who were campaigning against her. But I thought she had it. And I was very surprised to see her get up and start whispering in everybody's ears. And so I'm not sure exactly what she was saying. Like, hey, is the plan still the same and what they ultimately told her? But Donovan seemed either I thought like very sheepish in that in that moment. But maybe he was just uber confident that he's like, ah, go have have at it. Go for well, it. Gonzalez. Like correctly sheepish, right? Like you're probably only making yourself look worse in that moment, you know, and she there was a lot of whispering. Like, how much is there to whisper in that situation? I want to like briefly pause to say what a fantastic job I thought Probst did in that moment, because, you know, you even with a horse we voice. Were, with a horse. Oh, yeah. Uh, when, when you were when we were watching Survivor 34, you know, you were saying all of this whispering, it's too much. We're going to need to cut it out. Probes is going to have to rein it in. And I think here he kind of found the perfect middle ground where he let the whispering happen. But he also, you know, drew attention to it through his questions. You know, he was like, Stephanie, aren't you worried about this? Laurel, what do you think about this? So he was like, you do your thing, but I'm going to like make sure that this is a subject that's, you know, that's part of this tribal council. Yeah. I'm not sure what Gonzalez had to say, and I'm sure we'll uh, get that from exit interviews tomorrow. That could not have been said aloud. I mean, it seemed like it was a pretty cut and dry vote of vote for Donathan, vote for Gonzalez that, uh, I mean, did anybody have a question that she was saying to people, Hey, you're going to vote for Donathan, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what it was. But I actually bet that part of it is just like mirroring, you know, because this is the first cast to have seen season 34. And because like every tribal people were getting up well, at to that be fair, To be fair, that the cast of Survivor 35 did see through the merge of Survivor 34. Okay, okay. But so like, I, I do think like when, you know, these players are probably modeling their behavior on the past players and she's probably thinking like, I'm going to make a splash here. Mm-hmm. Do you think that anybody had their mind turned? Because I don't know if the show ever gave us what the ultimate vote count. I think we should probably presume that it was 8-1 against Gonzalez. I don't think they showed it either. They they didn't show it, but I think that if they are not showing us anything, I think we only got to see one vote that was cast for Donathan. Then uh, I'll just, uh, you know, assume that that was the case. So do you think she turned anybody against her by getting up in that moment? They seemed very threatened by her. Yeah, when it's a unanimous vote, I don't think so. You know, what, the narrative that I was believing when I was in there was that Donathan was about to go home, that they were going to make the more traditional choice, and that she, through her whispering, potentially did change all of the votes against her. But, like, upon reflection, you know, when it's unanimous, it seems pretty unlikely that that happened, right? Like, the, the tribe was able to coordinate a unanimous vote in that way. So I, I would guess that they were going to keep – they were going to – keep Donathan all along. 
Now, ultimately, the tribe had their heart set on voting out Jacob at that first vote. Yeah. He goes to Ghost Island. Do you feel like that had Stephanie Gonzalez had another three days, she could have integrated herself? Whereas, did was she the biggest loser tonight because of Ghost Island, where had Jacob gone out on day three, by day five or day six, whenever they go to that second tribal council, do you feel like that the target is on somebody else? I really think, I mean, first of all, I think a lot of, right, a lot of people are just sort of like anxious when it comes to that first vote. And, you know, maybe with Jacob gone, you know, Stephanie would have been less inclined to vote. Out. Yeah, you're like, who knows? Like that extra three days could have completely changed the tribe dynamics. You know, it, it really, I mean, she's certainly the big loser, right? Like I, she was not going to be the first one out and then mm-hmm. she was the first one out. I mean, that's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about Jacob because uh, he really was the star of these uh, two hours. Uh, really, just uh, ate up all of the screen time and the scenery. He becomes he was great. He becomes I'm so sad. I'm one. so bummed out. Yeah. And uh, so, Stephen, this has to be somebody that you can relate to in uh, in well, Jacob. You can relate to him. Someone has to be someone you can relate to. I mean, not especially. But uh, that I feel like that in terms of, you know, without uh, joking around too much, that that he comes into this game and feels immense pressure uh, and and that pressure just builds and builds and builds. And that paranoia ultimately leads him down a dark path. I remember you digging in the sand in All Stars. Yeah. The, uh, st- all, right. <laughs> all right. Okay. No. Well, yeah. Look, I, I, why, yeah. Well, why, uh, well, you know, well, why are you getting so upset, man? It's, it's, well, it's all fun. It's all fun. It's, it's a podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Well, let's, 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 yeah. let's talk about what happened on the show. Um, so I, I, you know, I agree. I, I had so much sympathy for him, right? Cause this matters more to him probably than to almost anybody else out there. You know, you've got a lot of big fans this season, which I, you know, which I love, but he's, he's probably the biggest of them. You know, he's written about, he's been a survivor blogger, you know? Um, and it, it just, yeah, it's, it's really sad. And there's so much pressure and he does all of the things like you're like, you made the parallel to AK, you know, that you're not supposed to do that. I certainly did. Right. You know, that David Wright did, you know, we've seen this history that, you know, I think Mike did last season of these nerdy contestants. They come out, they are like, Oh my God, the target is on me. I've got to find an idol. They scramble around for the idol. They don't find it. Um, and I think the, you know, the, the problem is like there, you know, what happens after that? Like after you have that initial freak out, how do you reintegrate yourself into the tribe? You know, do you do some like deep social digging? Do you, do you, you know, in David's case, he actually luckily found an idol. Um, and he never seemed to have that kind of correction. Right. And that was sort of the thing with AK, right. That on in Australian survivor where AK was like, I've played too fast. I need to slow it way down. And it never seemed like Jacob had that moment. Yeah. It seems like it's just this fallacy that people, I think, fall into this trap of like, uh oh, first day is not going great. I'm, I need the idol. I got to Okay. I, yeah. the, the, the idol is the way out of this. And really it's, it's the opposite impulse. The, it, it, the answer is not to go outward. The answer is to go inward and lock down these connections. And he just became fixated on, we have to, I have to find the idol. And, and I don't think anybody had any sort of negative association with him coming into the game. He sort of, I think came in and said, Oh my God, I'm one of the nerdy people. These guys all have abs. 
I'm in trouble. It's going to be either me or Donathan. I need the idol. And then from there, then he just started to isolate himself. And it was just this uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I concur with that. You know, of course, I bet a lot of people are looking for the idol, right? You sure. see the part where Jacob runs off. You see the part where he's he's not part of the tribe. I mean, I thought the sock thing was really smart, right? Like, that's the right way to play the game is to pour the rice into your sock and then pour it back out is to look at every moment. It, it is. Yes. It's to like take every moment and look for the possible advantage. If, if there had been an idle clue in that rice, which like they're, you know, they're totally could have been right, Rob. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I kind of feel like that maybe there, there might've been a better way to do it. And then to put all of the tribe's rice into your dirty sock, because I mean, if, when you look at the risk reward, where, you know, the reward is an idol, but the risk is somebody comes back and finds that you've put the entire food supply of the tribe into a dirty sock. I think you're in- immediately being voted out of the game. I think that's results oriented thinking. You know, you're, you, we, we know now that there was no idle clue in the sock. Who's going through the sock? You know, no one is like looking for Nobody's rice going through the sock. The but sock. If, Libby walks up and says, hey, nope, is, that she won't our, say anything. is that our food supply in your dirty sock right now? No, it's Libby. She's not saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's. I maybe mean, like. Well, like if if we're talking about the same thing, and maybe let's put the rice in the pot. But I think when you're doing, you're you're risking the tribe's food supply in a very uh, unhygienic way. I think that's a potential problem. Yeah, I, I mean the hygiene issues. It's like they're boiling the rice. No one's like eating the rice, you know. And unless he has like some real footage. Look, it's gross. There's no question that it's gross. We all agree about that. I just think like that's the right thing to do. When you see the reward, you go through it secretly. Like how many people have found idle clues by being uh, you know alive to every moment like that? And yes, like we can laugh at it now because there wasn't one there. We know like haha, he failed. But like, what if there had been? Mm-hmm. So I want to talk through uh, Jacob's Gambit then at the end of that first challenge where we got to see one of the uh, the, the tribe that had won uh, when uh, Naviti had won the tribe. They got the chance to send somebody to Ghost Island and he came out and Jacob starts talking about how this is I, my tribe. This is the greatest tribe there's ever been and really started talking a big game. And ultimately, then we see Naviti say, OK, then you should go to Ghost Island. And then Jacob comes out and says, see, they walked right into my plan. This is, I was fronting. They fell for it. Now I'm going to Ghost Island. And I loved what he did, but I hated that he told everybody what he did. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the super fan thing too, where you're like, I really want, like, no one's going to know I was deliberately doing this. How do I get this on TV? You know, and like, make sure that like all of my like friends on Reddit are aware of this, you know, and um, obviously that's 100 percent the wrong thing to do. If you only there was some other way to tell the people that are watching the TV show. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not like it's not like you're any more in control of what makes the show when you talk in challenge versus when you talk in confessional. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, obviously he should have waited for a confessional and then said that. And, and I mean, what do you think? Do you think it was deliberate or do you think he was after the fact trying to like justify it? No, I think his story checked out in terms of like, why, why on earth would he start talking about this is the greatest tribe of all time after they've lost the first challenge? And then he very quickly went into, see, they did exactly what I wanted them to do. And it didn't come off like, uh, like I, I meant to do that. 
uh, in terms of what he was saying. So I, I, I bought it, but then I thought he was like, hey, look how smart I am. And I feel like that that rarely ends up being the right way to go. So we go to Ghost Island. We get to see Ghost Island for the first time. Ghost One shows up and Jacob gets the opportunity to see all of the different artifacts. Steven, are you impressed with Ghost Island? I loved it. I loved Ghost Island. Which part? Like, first of all, like, first of all, Jacob is the perfect person to be that first ghost. Yes. You know, the fact that he recognized all of the different artifacts, you know, immediately identified the snuffers, you know, his super fan awe was so perfect. And of course, he's going to take that that gamble. What did when now when you say I'm impressed, like I love the design and I love really love the mechanics. How did you feel about okay, it? Okay, well, I, I really love the design. I really love that he got the chance to play this game of, OK, you get the opportunity to play this play this game where you get to trade your vote potentially for the opportunity to get the advantage. And he does it. It works, and he ends up winning Sierra Dawn Thomas's Legacy Advantage. And, wow. okay, all right, here we go. Legacy Advantage back in play. But then I have to say, I did not, Stephen, like that now take the Legacy Advantage and give it to somebody. That's how you bring the power back. So now we're taking, like, this day one advantage from Survivor 35, the Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers, and now he has to give it to somebody, where to me, I feel like that this would have been much more interesting to me if Jacob goes to Ghost Island, and now he has the legacy advantage. Well, now here's what... I loved about it. And I totally understand this idea that like the people who are, they're going to ghost Island. They're taking the risk and then they're kind of getting screwed. Now, is it a risk? They're also getting freed from going to tribal council. Right. So even just going to ghost Island right. is a win. Here's what I really like about it. I like the fact that this advantage mechanic is more about the social element of the game and less about like, here's a magic power that you can take back to camp with you. It makes it more like, here's a way to build a new alliance. Here's a, like a tool that you can use to give someone else power in a way that might influence the game later on. And it's less like, you know, suddenly everyone who like goes to ghost Island is getting handed a, a new idol. I mean, to that end, I also really like the fact that not everybody gets to play. And then that there's, you know, then there's also a gamble that you might not win, even if you do play. But, you know, I thought the real danger with ghost Island was going to be like, you know, just way too many advantages in the game all at once. And I think hopefully this mitigates that a little bit. Yeah. And what I do like is that my ultimate complaint about the legacy advantage. And I do feel like that probably uh, our own uh, Jessica Lewis and maybe even Ken are complaining like, hold on, is this is the original legacy advantage? Uh, (laughs) they, They might be a little upset about that. But that being said, my complaint about the legacy advantage was always that they didn't sort of tell people at the start of the game, hey, just so everybody knows, the legacy advantage is in the game. And while they did not quite yeah. do that this time, they told Jacob and now he knew. And then he had sort of like the dirt on Morgan. Luckily for us as viewers that he passed that information along to Stephanie. Yeah. So she knows that. And so sort of the echo of that is still going to be felt later on in the game when Stephanie and Morgan somehow get together. It's like, Hey, by the way, you know, I know that you have the legacy advantage and we'll see how that comes into play. So I think that that's exciting for me. I also thought it's really cool with the legacy advantage of it's like a textbook from uh, 11th grade. I'm like, Oh, who had this before me? Oh, uh, fan favorite Sierra Don Thomas, Sarah Lucina, 
Jacob. Uh, I hope they just only, they never make another legacy advantage. It's always the same one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the legacy like, oh, I think my dad had this textbook. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even know there was a pen that came with the legacy. I guess, I guess I knew that actually. There was a pen. Um, I also like what's interesting about Ghost Island, right, is that there's so much information that Jacob now has that nobody else has. And he can choose what to share with people, knowing that in the future, other people are going to come to Ghost Island and be able to verify that. How do you think he handled that, Rob? Well, Masterfully. His decision was, I'm going to share with everybody, basically. Yeah. So he comes back and says, okay, I, that, I again, that Jacob, it's like that, oh, he has so many good ideas, but then he ends up taking the good idea and then going like two steps too far with all of them. So he's on he's on Ghost Island and said, oh, I'll use this time. I'll make up a fake idol. OK, and yeah. probably the best idea is come back from Ghost Island with said fake idol in your pocket and walk around with it and let people think like, boy, uh, Jacob is acting like he's got an idol. Like, uh, is that a, is he have an idol in his pocket? Oh, we better not vote for him tonight. Uh, or maybe let's split the votes. And then maybe he has a, a foot in the door somehow. But he comes back and says, OK. Okay, everybody, I have some news. I have to tell you, I went to Ghost Island and, uh, you know, it was crazy, uh, but I did get it. I got an idol and we we ended up seeing Brandon, you know, uh, very, uh, very perceptive. He ends up saying that, hey, uh, where's the note? Where's the note? And this is something that we've talked about for years on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've got to be able to like prove your, your, your bluffs or make them really subtle. That said, there was something about it. I liked, you know, I like the idea of, I am going like, I liked the story. You know, I liked the story of I like the story. <laughs> yeah. He's a storyteller. Um, I like the story of, I am, you know, I don't want to be the idol guy. I'm going to play this at the next tribal council. Here's what I got. So it seems like he's offering up information, but at the same time, he's like suggesting like, oh my God, like this is not me. You know, I'm just going to burn this, um, which, you know, if, if people bought it would have maybe given him safety. It wasn't like he was like threatening, like now you can never vote me out. It was like, oh my, like what, whoops, like how awkward for me. I thought there was something there. Now, granted, it doesn't work. And yeah. Brendan immediately sees through it. You know, he, he's like, why is there no parchment? Um, this kid of all kids is going to bring back the parchment with him. Like, he's not going to forget the parchment at Ghost Island. Um, so you, you think like if he had done the, I also think there was nothing that Jacob really could do to save himself. You know, best case scenario, people start to sub like believe he has an idol in his pocket and they put the votes on him. You, you know, know, like, well, I, I disagree with that. Uh, and, and I, cause I, I never want to say that there's nothing that you can do. Right. And, they, you know, it, it, and except in the most like dire of extenuating circumstances, but you know, had he come back and basically uh, maybe even like Dan's funeral, this thing where it's like, Oh my God, I had the worst, I had the worst three days. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm totally out of control. I, I need to, you, you guys are right. I've been looking for the idol everywhere. I'm going to be back, but he like doubled down on what he was doing before. Yeah. Of, yeah. I'm no, you're right. You're right. I, I rescind, I rescind my comment and bow to your, uh, your, you just don't know how, it, how it would have played out to go the other way, or he could have come back and, and not said anything and played it like super confident where it's like, Oh guys, I think that uh, like, he's acting like he definitely has got an idol. Let's not put the votes on him. Let's go in a different direction. Let's vote out James because he uh, did bad in the challenge or whatever. Um, and then I also thought that he did a bad job at, at the, uh, then after the second immunity challenge where he sort of was standing there like, up, oh, it's going to be me again to go back yeah. to 
uh, Ghost Island, and then they didn't pick him that second time. And I think that maybe had he come into that challenge the second time and looked like, you know, hell warmed over. Uh, oh, my God, I've had the worst three days of my life there at Ghost Island. Like, I wonder if that would have been the way to entice them to send him back. I am sort of surprised that they did not choose the same person to go because it's a kind of standard practice. I wonder what the thinking is. Like, let's say you're the Navidi tribe. Who do you send? Like, I think, you know, send the fir- first tribal, like sending the, the like the loud mouth, keeping the loud mouth safe, who you think might be a weak link is a really good idea. Why do you think they sent Donathan the second time? I'll tell you, what, I, I think that it had very much to do with the results of the immunity challenge where Donathan got the Suri walked across the balance beam uh, that they could probably all tell from Jeff. Jeff was super proud of Donathan. It was a great moment. And I think that they said, Donathan, here's your reward for what you did here today that you might be on the ropes. You get to be immune for three more days. I think that that was a gift from the uh, Naviti tribe. But if your goal is to keep people who are not likely to be, you know, who are sorry, likely to be voted out, right. You want to keep the person on like the goal of the sending tribe is to keep the likeliest person on the other tribe that would be voted out just to keep someone there. Who's going to like spur dissension. Mm -hmm. It looked like Donathan had this like uplifting moment and I would have sent James, right? Or or Jacob, like send send someone who you still think is going to be on the outs to keep them on the outs. Well, it, it's an interesting uh, question to wrestle with. Are you better off if you have sort of like a stud who has a bad day or somebody who appears to be more of a dud challenge wise who has a great day? I think you probably are hoping that the tribe ends up voting out the stud who just had one bad day because that guy you right. think is going to find right. himself where yeah, that's a good point. Whereas maybe, you know, uh, they might think that maybe, okay, this was a one-time instance for Donathan. He will revert back to being somebody who's not a force in the challenges. God, I can't believe I'm agreeing with everything you say. It's like, this is ghost. Ooh, it's all those love yeah. know-it-alls. We're so we're, we're, we're on the, <laughs> yeah, on the same so page. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. I love that. <laughs> uh, so uh, and we'll get to Navidi. I know people are dying for us to talk about everything going on there and we'll get to, we'll get to it but uh, I want to go back to then uh, Malolo and the work that Stephanie Johnson did with uh, Jacob because I thought that she was a, she was masterful I really was I was so impressed with what she did I thought of her again I my Stephanie reads I think I just got my, my Stephanie's mixed up because I, I thought Stephanie Johnson <laughs> would be the first one out I thought Gonzalo Alice would win and Stephanie Johnson, she was so great in that. And she got, eh, she just pulled everything yes. out of Jacob. Yes. She was ha ha ha. Tell me more. Tell me more. And, but it did seem so then Stephen, that we had this thing and we talk about this a lot when the spy, the Donnie Brasco yeah. says like, ah, you know what? Maybe this spy plan, maybe this should be the real plan. Yeah. And oh, and like at the same time that the other people don't trust the spy anymore because they're like, you know, she sure is spending a lot of time with like the the other guys. And like even subconsciously, they start to th- like they start to associate her with him. You know, when you see them walking up and down the beach all the time, even when Jacob's gone, I wonder if still there's like a little bit left over of that. Like she was the one with him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I thought for a second it was going to happen once we got James involved because James was maybe feeling the heat a little bit after that challenge. And then we got Laurel involved where she was considering it. So you had Jacob, Stephanie, 
James, Laurel, Jenna. That's five. That would have been enough. I just don't think that they felt like they could trust Jacob enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sure did seem like, you know, that poor, he, you know what? He had a great episode. He had a great episode. He was all over the episode. He was the first ghost. Yeah. He had all, so many great moments, like the losing the slippers. We didn't even the, the shoes. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> Such a great yeah. moment. You know? uh, and I think he should play again. I think he should come back. Yeah, I would love to see him again. It would be great. It'd be very fun. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, Naviti because uh, we're acting like there's nothing happened there. And boy, uh, there was uh, a lot of action there going back to you know, this opening challenge where we got to see the tribe leader. I think that that was just for that challenge. I don't think this is like a Samoa thing where they're sort of like now Chris is sort of like indoctrinated as the leader of that group. Although he referred to himself later on as the leader. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Steven, he's uh, running with it. Right. Uh, he's been compared to coach a bit in the yeah. preseason through first one out. Do you get that vibe from Chris? Here's my question about Chris. Why do they keep specifying that he's a male model? <laughs> you think they just go with model? He's a model. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think that male model is a little bit more of an insult? I don't think it's an insult. It's just strange. Like mm-hmm. he's a male and he's a model. Yeah. Okay. So we're done. It's a waste of text. Right. So yeah, it'd be like if there was a woman who was a football player and they always called her like a female football Fem- player. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Chris, he immediately hits it off with Sebastian Seabass, as Dominic is calling him. (laughs) And we get this really interesting sort of tag team where Chris and Sebastian are together and Dominic is alone. But Wendell kind of likes Dominic and uh, they sort of have a thing. We see Bradley having a conversation with the with the two of them. But it seems as though the men on this tribe are a little bit at odds. Um, can I just say how much I thought Wendell played that so perfectly? I mean, I know that we're not really talking about Wendell, that it's mostly about Dominic and Chris, but mm-hmm. I thought the way that Wendell finessed that was so on point, you know, like Wendell knew that he liked Dominic. Sebastian came up to him and said, it's, it's Dominic. You know, I think a lot of players in that position would be inclined to be like, great. It's not me. It's Dominic. And he, he wanted to keep Dominic, but he does. He didn't respond in like a sort of bossy or aggressive way. He was just like, Let's just think about that. You know, let's just keep that percolating because I, I, you know, I like I like him. Yeah, I thought that was such a great way to handle that. No, it would be a, a really good spot, I think, for Wendell to sort of slot in behind a, a Dominic where yeah. if he could be sort of like in that role of like the uh, almost like the Grant to the Boston Rob of Dominic, because then they say, you know, then that's why Rob goes after Grant, because that guy's going to win. But I think that right. Jeremy probably fell into that behind Andrew, where Andrew was seen as more of the outgoing leader in the guys that you played with. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, or Joe, really. I mean, maybe more like Joe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Shields. That, yeah. Like, that was a nice spot for Wendell. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think that's right. But anyway, so yeah, I'm sorry. You, you want to talk about uh, Dominic and Chris. Yeah. Okay. So we end up getting to this uh, other, you know, really interesting gambit, which happens in this episode where Dominic and for the uh, second season of really for the last couple seasons in a row, you had Tony in the middle of the night out there looking for idols uh, where then he runs into Sandra and Troy's and gets into trouble. But last season we saw Joe Mena uh, going out there and finding an idol at night. I'm sure we'll ask him about that tomorrow. 
tomorrow. And then here, it, here comes Dominic, and he's out there at nighttime. I love the moment where he like picks up a rock and like a rat runs out. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe these people. They're sticking their hands into trees in the middle of the night. Like there legitimately could be snakes in these trees. I mean, that's actually quite dangerous. And yeah. like it's so 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 dark out at night. Like I have so much respect and perhaps a little fear for these people who are running around the island looking for idols at night. Like. I, I honestly, I, I, it blows my mind. Like for me, like when I would stick my hand into like tree holes in the daytime, I would be like, I'm going to get stabbed with some hypodermic syringe that's in here. Like I know a snake is going to bite me. Like you have no idea what's in a tree. Yeah. And, and it's so uh, dark. It's so you know, really the moon is the only light that you have. And when you're in something that has like sort of like a, what is that? A clearing that's over your head. Uh, then it's, it, you know, you really, you have no idea where you are. I, and I was, you know, terrified to go anywhere. They would tell us like in the Amazon, like, don't go anywhere at nighttime. There's like, uh, there's anacondas and stuff like that. Well, you could, that one was the scariest. Like, wasn't there like a jaguar once that you guys saw or something? Or something like eyes in the night? Anyway. <laughs> Alligator, came in crocodile. Yeah. I remember uh, there being like eyes at camp in the darkness. Maybe it was like a production producer, thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a producer. <laughs> yeah. He had light up contact lenses. Right. Um, anyway, yeah. I, I, uh, I, it's, it's uh, so much respect for those people because it is really dark and really scary. Right. And also, I would get lost. The night is dark and full of terror, Stephen. That's what yeah. Chelsea says. So going back to uh, Dominic, he finds the idol and then he goes and buries it. I, I always think that that's a risky move because I'd be like, uh, I don't remember where to find it. Uh, but interestingly enough, the idols in the game, uh, that was Andrea's idol that was found. Do you like that we're even putting like old idols just hidden when it's not on Ghost Island? Because I feel like I thought the whole premise was Ghost Island was the graveyard. I love it. I love the sense of like survivor history that's kind of like permeating through this season. I I just like I think that's really neat. Um, you know, there's going to be idols anyway. Like, why not make them idols from the from history of the show? So, are you all geeked up for when we get the Stephen Fishback? At like, uh, here's Stephen's advantage. Stephen played it wrong. Don't be like Stephen. Are you pumped up for that? Or are you dreading it? I'm. I'm. I, I don't know how I'm going to react. You know, am I going to be like? How dare you? Like, that's not what happened at all. I'm going to be like, yeah, me, you know, like, I don't know which way it's going to go. As a former uh, reality TV show contestant, I think you are obligated to be. Yeah, me. (laughs) Exactly. That's your natural reaction. So I thought this was really interesting. So then Dominic ends up learning from Wendell. Okay, that. okay, Chris is, uh, you know, your name's being thrown around. So he goes and has this conversation with Chris, which I really like that he did that and tried to uh, maybe get him back on his side. And Chris is really goes right into. So do you have an idol? Do you have an idol? And uh, Dominic says, no, but, you know, this to me a little bit was like the, you know, Tony and Sarah from Kagiyan. Are you a cop? No, I'm not a cop. And then comes back like, OK, I am a cop. Uh, so he changes his mind. And I think that that was what, something that bothered Chris, that he lied the first time around. But he comes back and brings him the the real note, but a fake idol. Stephen, do you like that Dominic did this? <laughs> Uh, do you like that, Rob? I don't know. I don't. I My gut, just first blush, I don't like it because I think it was cleaner to say, no, I don't. I don't have an idol. Keep it in your pocket and then ultimately use it when you get the chance. Whereas I don't know necessarily if you have a real idol and a fake idol other than potentially giving it to Chris at some point. I, I don't know necessarily. I think that people will treat you the same if they think you have a real idol versus a fake idol. 
He does strike me. I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, this is a comparison everyone is making, right? He does. He is like a Tony or a Jomina where he just has this energy and he almost can't control himself. And he's like, I said no, but now I'm going to go say yes. Now I'm going to do a new thing. Like he just wants to like play, you know, he wants to have fun. Yeah. And I get that. Like I, I, that's often the problem, right? For, for strategic people with a lot of energies, like how do I not do anything? And especially for the first half of the game, you know, how do I control myself and not like, mix things up just because I'm bored and want to like have fun out here. Um, and that's, you know, I think that could be his downfall or which we said it would be Tony's downfall. Right. Like it was a really smart thought. I think that Dominic had, but I just think that he had a bad read on Chris where I, I don't think that Chris looks at himself as like the kind of person who would need saving from Dominic. I think that maybe right. the right approach would have been for Dom for Dominic to say to Chris, like, Oh, Chris, like, uh, could you save me if you find an idol? Can you like, uh, basically in the same way that you would handle with coach of like, uh, you know, coach, we, you know, I want to be, I want to work with you. You're the leader. You're the best guy. And like, Oh yes, of course. That's all right. That's right. Uh, which is actually the same voice as Chris Noble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, someone texted me while during the show and was like, Ooh, a blind you know, item. Got a, sorry, a blind item. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got all these strategies and counter strategies, but what it really just comes down to is that these two guys don't like each other. And I think that's got to be part of it. Right. Chris just doesn't like Dominic and you know, all of Dominic's like shenanigans are not going to impact that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but that group, if they ever go to a tribal council and it really may be that Malolo is just so the Dodo. Actually, no, it looks like we're going to have a tribe swap next week. Uh, so uh, do you like that we're going to get a tribe swap uh, so soon, Stephen? Yes, I do. I think more swaps, the better. Like we, we've seen like a lot of swaps creates a lot of fun at the merge. Um, we basically I mean, it's too bad that we don't have a better sense of Navidi's dynamics, but we basically have a sense of like who these people are. Yeah. I, I'm into it. What do you think? What do you I, think? I would have liked to have seen this group end up staying together a little bit more. I mean, we have all these great, yeah. all these great stories. I mean, I like the fact that we have these ten person tribes and we have great story going on. And I know that like losing Jacob from Malolo is going to hurt the story there a little bit. But we just got this, you know, great, you know, uh, you know. Two uh, battering rams in Dominic and Chris going on at Naviti. So uh, to me, I, I would have liked to have seen it play out a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, like looking at these two, like I'm okay with it because I think, like you know, you got to plan these things in advance, and moving fast is is a virtue. But um, both both tribes, there's definitely more play. Like, we basically have no idea who the Navidi boot. I mean, you know, we see Dominic, but even yeah, and like, like you're saying, at Malolo too. It's it's uh, I don't know who would be going next. Who would be going next? Mm -hmm. Jonathan, yeah. yeah. Perhaps. So uh, we'll see. We'll see ultimately how it goes. Uh, did you like how we structured that first challenge, Stephen, where we had these two leaders and then we had the opportunity for either Chris or for Brendan to pull the plug on the puzzle solver? Yeah, I thought that was fun. I thought that, I mean, it was a, a little complicated to follow at first. Like if you pull it, then they get more, but you get to keep this. But I, I thought it was good that it, it created more, right? That's what makes the game fun to watch right is when the players have decisions along the way i think that's something dalton has always been advocating for and i think that's something that the game is really doing a great job of is like giving uh the players even within challenges more choices to make because it just like makes it like so much more fun and strategic even the physical parts i love that uh, what do you think chris did the right thing uh, you know what i uh, 
the way that I thought it was going to work was I, I thought that basically it was almost like buying insurance in blackjack. I'm not even sure if that's how that works, but basically it was like, I thought he was basically not going to lose as much, but they were going to continue. And I think it would have been useful for this exercise to have them finish the puzzle. Whereas there was still something to be gained. Whereas then if we would have seen if Desiree would have actually finished the puzzle first, then right. I feel like it would have created more friction. Like you stupid idiot. I was about to do that. Why did you, and it seemed like that nobody was really mad. And because that there wasn't really that much separation between where Laurel was and where Desiree was that we ultimately don't know if it was a good decision or not. Uh, as we try, as we work to bring Steven Fishback back, let's get to uh, some of your questions uh, coming up as well. Of course, don't forget, we've got the Rob's Podcast a voicemail show coming up this weekend with the great Randy Bailey, who'll be back with me. So if you want to get your voicemails in for Randy, you can go ahead and uh, send those over to robinswebsite.com slash voicemail or call in 323-282-RHAP. And as well, you can email questions for either Randy or for Joe Mena. Send them into survivor at Rob has a website.com. All right, let's uh, bring in some of your questions as we go along here on survivor premiere night. And the first question we have here is from Shaylin is Jacob, the sacrificial lamb to the survivor gods. So that this is a good season. Uh, hard to answer. I mean, I can't imagine that we would say, this, I mean, the survivor gods are, are are unjust, but I think are wise. So would we have to throw a big character into the volcano to have a good season? I mean, I think you do it if that's the case, but uh, I hope Woo! not. Ghost fish back. Ghost fish back. Yes. <laughs> uh, Steven is back from ghost Island and yeah. here with us, Steven. Uh, I brought up the questions. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about from the premiere episode? Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. Do you think, I mean, I, I think we probably agree about this. Do you think that Jacob made the right choice with gambling, uh, for the vote for the, for the advantage? Yeah. I don't think he had anything to lose. I, I think that the, uh, the upside was there well past. I mean, the only way that there was a downside was where if he ended up going back and there was some scenario where it was going to be, he was part of a group of five, ultimately voting against a group of four. And then it was going to be where his vote was going to be the deciding vote to save himself. Uh, I mean, that almost happened, although it was only eight people because Donathan wasn't there. But that being said, uh, I think that the, uh, the, the possibility of an advantage was, was greater, but I have to say then on in results oriented thinking, if the advantage is going to be an advantage that I have to give to Morgan, then no, (laughs) he actually like kind of got screwed. Yeah. Based on what he knows, um, it's the right choice. But, you know, knowing that, you know, would he make that same wager again? I mean, who knows? Like maybe future advantages won't just have to be gifted or maybe they can be gifted to someone on the same tribe. Like that's really where the power comes in. You know, if you have to gift it, being able to gift it to someone on the same tribe as you rather than, the, you know, one thing we I don't think either of us liked about 35 was that this mystery alliance between Ryan and Chrissy that was created without anybody having any, I mean, maybe contestants now watching this, the show will be like, I guess, I guess that's just a gameplay mechanic that will change in the future is that contestants watching the show are going to be like or so new contestants are going to are going to know that there could be secret advantage alliances between people who have never met 
Yep, that's certainly a possibility. And I think that stuff like that, I think, is really fun, especially if, if though, that you left the tribes alone, where if you have the opportunity, just like you guys had in Token Chains, where you had the, you know, the Exile Alliance, where people are meeting each other, but you're still in the same group. I think that that's a fun thing. I think they tried to do that in Millennials versus Gen X, where they sort of had the tribes together for, i think yeah they had they had the summit and that didn't really pan out to anything but i like the idea of keeping the tribes separate but then having opportunities for there to be crossover between the tribes as they stay in sort of this uh, set grouping and one i have one other question for you who's your winner pick after episode one well my winner pick was kellen i was between kellen gonzalez and uh, jacob and i luckily landed on kellen out of those three but i like, but, I like kellen a lot too i i think mine might be wendell yeah, Wendell's a very popular uh, winner pick that Josh Wiggler uh, reported back during his time in Fiji that I think that both Jeff Probst and Matt Van, Matt Van Wagnon uh, looked at Wendell as a winner pick going into playing the season. So <laughs> a lot of people, uh, Wendell, probably a top five pick in uh, just about any Survivor draft you're going to do, Stephen. Oh, wow. So yeah. I'm just making the popular obvious choice is what you're telling yeah, me. I mean, he's one of the, one, probably one of the best odds on, uh, on, on Wendell of any, anybody that would be. I mean, he, he, like, he, find a flaw. Yeah. He's, you yeah. know, it would be a, a, a very, you know, solid win. Okay. All right. Uh, Dan, or sorry, Andy Pfeiffer wants to know, did Gonzo blow up her game at Tribal, you think? <laughs> We're going with Gonzo now? I don't know. Is that a thing? Okay. I don't know. Did she blow up her game? No, I, I get this. I mean, based on what we know now, I would have to say that I think she really had to have been feeling the heat and ended up. I mean, if to blow her game implies that she was going to be safe and then going around talking to everybody made everybody say, OK, well, you know what? I was cool with Stephanie, but this was too much. This was too much. She was she was going around. That's it. All right, everybody. All right. Screw this. Say vote out Stephanie. Yeah. Gonzalez. Yeah. Gonzo. I think you're right. As soon as that voice spring started, like it was just, yeah, it was, it was, that was it. Um, all right. Um, oh, you want to take the next one? Sure. Uh, Matthew says purple alert. Whoop, 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 whoop. Libby, Angela, Bradley, Chelsea received no confessionals in two episodes foreshadowing. Piss off production fan fiction. It, it, it's Matt. It's too early. It's one, it's one night. Stop with the no. purple. It's a, Don't well, do it. I agree with purple, but like, it does mean something. I mean, Libby's, Libby went to tribal council twice and did not have one confessional. Uh, I mean something. 20 person season. Like let's, let's, let's just, uh, let's just boop, 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 boop. You like that? Is that the uh, sound of a bus moving yeah, back? back? Oh, yeah, back, back just back up, the up oh, with the purple good. stuff. Back up oh, with the purple, with, with purple. We'd be great at charades. Yes, yes. So that that should be a new Google Hangout show that we do. But yeah, just like everybody, just like uh, let, let's give it a let's you know get back to me after a couple episodes. Uh, you know, let, let's let's not start this on the first night. Yeah. Okay. Remember, right, uh, remember Andrea. Oh, game chain. Oh, purple Andrea. What's up with that? Oh, is Andrea? And then she was like a really. She probably had like her best run out of any of her seasons. But for edit watchers, it means something. But I agree. The purple stuff is like, you know, you don't know if you're one episode, like especially when people make it to the mid game. Those people typically are not, you know, we didn't hear from Galoo at all. And then the entire first half of Survivor Samoa. Uh, and then, you know, you got some memorable characters from there. Uh, all right. Will Hare wants to know, does Dominic have Tony upside paranoid overplaying, but manages to pull it out? seems like Wendell could be a good savior for him. Like Trish. What oh, do you think that those two could balance each other out where, yeah. you know, um, I mean, 
like let's not throw around Tony upside because uh, that you know that he could be uh, you know Tony like, but you know Tony went on to uh, you know win the game and have one of the craziest runs in Survivor history. So I don't think that's really fair comparison after two hours of the show. But I definitely think that we're talking about players who have been sort of like this blue collar East Coast, you know, play a big game, look for advantages, and that's like a. Boston Rob, that's like a Tony. We definitely saw Joe delve into those waters last season. So it's a very fun character to have on the show. Yeah, it's great. I really like Dominic. I mean, the one thing I will say about Tony is that his reads on people were basically unerring. Um, and I don't know. I mean, so far, we haven't seen that right from Dominic. Yeah. When you say they're unerring, what do you mean by that? They were like always dead on, right? He all, I mean, he wasn't always great at interacting with other people, but he was always great at like getting, like knowing what they were thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. In a way, the, the, the Chris-Dominic interaction did not suggest that. Yeah, but I do think that Dominic is, himself is a lot more calm than while he's oh, sort totally. of like, he's, he's restless, but he's not, you know, frantic like Tony, where Tony would like, uh, oh my God, I got to go over here. I got to go over here. I got to go over here. I got to go behind the tree. I got to, you know, I think that, that Dominic can rein that in more than Tony can. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And, you know, I thought he did a great job, obviously. That shelter looks incredible. I too mean, big. it's I, too big. Too big. I mean, maybe the roof is too big because it won't be. Yeah, because it won't trap the heat. And if the rain could come in the side, I mean, you have to see what they do with the latticing. But like, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I think that that was just, you know, that that's to impress people at home. But I don't think that when the rain comes, that is not a functional shelter in my mind. Yeah, we got to ask, you know, the first boot from uh, whatever, uh, you know, from that. <laughs> whatever rains, whatever yeah. rains. Yeah. Find out. Okay. Uh, Steven, uh, what about this one from Logan? Logan Adair wants to know on ghost Island, do they pick the pick from the urn in a random order? Or are they choosing to pick left to right? Uh, or do, do they have to go left to right? So, okay. Is it random? Are they choosing left to right? Or do they have to go left to right? Why would production normally put nothing in some of them? If they do have to go in order? Well, that's why production would put knowingly knowingly put something in nothing in some of them. Sorry. It's a tongue twister. Yeah. Uh, because they do have to go in order. I actually didn't notice that. Were they going left to right? Yeah. So I don't know that it didn't seem like they were like when Jacob got there the first time and I'll rewatch the episode and get a, a better read on this, but it, it looked like it said smash and urn, but it didn't say, okay, smash the, you know, the, the, the left urn. So you get your clue, but it did seem as though there was a, a set course set up. So if he smashes the eighth urn, does it say like, are they just randomized in terms of play a game? Don't play a game. Like, was there a game set up for Donathan and had he broken an urn that was okay, you get to play a game. And then, you know, Plinko is set up and he has a chance to go ahead and win Steven's advantage or is nothing set up because that they built in, okay, the second person is not going to get the chance to play. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, if it is in order, that certainly adds a lot more production control into like how the advantages enter the season. Um, so, I mean, I'm I would be. I guess I'm in favor of that, right? I mean, I, I don't know. Let's say it was control. Would you rather that it was controlled the order or would you rather it was random for than the players got to choose? I think I would rather that the players got to choose where it was like, okay, there's eight advantages and five blanks in there. Although it right. would have been uh, not super exciting in the first hour of the show to have somebody pull out a, uh, sorry, yeah. try again later. <laughs> yeah, kind of destroy. If I'm a storyteller, if I'm telling that story, yeah, you want, you got to get the premises got to... 
And I think it would make a lot of sense for production to choose. That way it's not like you don't have like all eight and the next five, like nothing happens. Then you've got like some big thing that comes out of like the last, the last possible tribal. Whereas production has chosen the weeks in the show that there is going to be a advantage up for grabs, but the players are choosing the person that gets to go there and play for it. Yeah. They're choosing the person they're choosing how to use, like how to gift it They're You know, they might get it. They might not get it. I I, I'm in favor of that. I mean, you know, we want some, some like structure to this insanity. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a question. Uh, what's the best approach when returning from ghost Island with a one reward? So that Jacob, he is gone, but did he set a precedent this season where then the player that comes back from Ghost Island, is it sort of like sitting around like, okay, so what'd you get? What did you get to Ghost Island? And yeah, now- this is really interesting. And this is a tough one. I mean, Donovan is almost lucky to have gotten no, nothing. No, he's screwed. because no, he's-, he's got a note that says you do not get to play. Well, do you get to take it with you, the note? Oh, yeah, of course you take the note with you. But do you get to? Do you get to take the note from you got? Yeah, why you, not? You don't get that? I don't know. Um, you know, Jacob didn't say I couldn't bring the note back. He said, I forgot it there. Um, yeah. I, I would think that you could take, I, I think it's likely that you can take the note back. Uh, and I could be wrong. I could you be wrong. You shouldn't get to, you shouldn't get to. And then but, Donathan will come back and say, I didn't get anything. Like, I mean, yeah, that's right. Like, okay. Whatever. Donathan, you, you, you know, you, uh, big liar. Oh my God. It's a real curse, you know, <laughs> real. but then everyone who goes to ghost Island is just completely screwed. Cause everyone's just going to assume they got some like magic power. Well, and then, people don't you know. pick to go there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like part of it is to like create some balance, right. For someone who's about to get voted out, like, Oh, since, you know, what yeah. happens when they're not voted out. Steven, do you think that the ghost Island mechanic in terms of somebody goes there and they're immune from the vote? Do, will they keep that after the merge? Because basically, I mean, that's, uh, you know, in, in some ways, send your allies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, send your allies. Send me. Uh, oh, I have a chance to be immune for this vote and potentially get an advantage or send an advantage to one of my allies. I mean, that seems like a win win. It looks like there were 13, you know, 13, uh, things there so certainly right how many were there right. will you still the- miss the tribal council will it happen at the reward challenge oh, after the merge right, right 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 uh that's yeah that's a really good question and that, that'll be interesting to see is this a one-off can they bring back ghost island <laughs> after you want to get sign the renewal here no, i'm, just, on I'm asking one. the question i'm asking the question I think that they can. They can certainly do ghost island too if that's something that you would like to see I mean, based on Ghost Island 1, I, I think it's a very exciting problem. But I think they need to wait. They need to wait for Ghost Island 2. Okay, so, so it should be uh, Survivor ghosts. Survivor 47 you'd like to see, uh, or is 46 <laughs> Ghost Island 2? Yeah, you know, they need to accumulate more ghosts. Okay. All right, uh, keep racking up the ghosts. Uh, Joe Daly wants to know, with all the bad decisions they're making already, is there any hope for a curse to be reversed this season? Stephen, will, will a cursed item end up being uncursed? I would imagine so. I, I, you know what? I just hope it's not my extra vote. I really do. I really hope that someone is, you know, destroyed with that. I hope it brings someone else down as terribly as it brought me down. Yeah. That would make you feel better because you'll say, oh, it wasn't even my fault. It was a cursed fault. Yeah, it was cursed. What could I do? Okay. What about R. Gray Shaw? R. Gray Shaw wants to know, what do you think of Jeff's painting Donathan as a hero during the immunity challenge? Now, this is interesting because Donathan, like, did not, like, he was like, you know, while James is out there suffering, Donathan is 
you know, sitting on like refusing to go in until he has this like heroic moment and pulls it out. And Jeff really does set that narrative. Now I love that. I thought it was inspiring. I liked that there was this like really human moment, but you know, it, it, it was, it, what did you think of that, Rob? You know, uh, and I'm look, I'm I'm ha- very happy for Donathan that he had this uh, really great moment, but I felt like it really, you know, uh, sucked the life out of the challenge where it was like, you know, just like uh, Wendell and Desiree are just like shooting basket after basket. And it's like the music is not we're not even paying attention to that. Uh, they're running away with it. And it's now we're only, you know, paying attention to Donathan and, you know, the great job that he did. OK, and that's, you know, fantastic, you know. Uh, bully for Donathan, but I feel like that we're sort of like, well, wasn't there a game that we were paying attention to? Wasn't we, or like, why did the immunity challenge got completely, you know, uh, where the Sari thing happened after a challenge was over, where we sort of like it, it would be like if you were like at a football game and it's like the announcers stopped paying attention to what was happening in the game and it's like, oh, look at this really amazing moment that's happening in the, in on, on the bench right here. Oh my god. Uh, what a move! What a moving gesture that uh, the backup quarterback just uh, he he just he just helped a, a lady cross the street. Uh, what a wow! What an amazing moment! <laughs> it's like it's, it's it's like cool runnings, you know. Like it's not about who wins the challenge. It's about did this team of underdogs were they able to compete as the first ever Jamaican bobsled team and walk off the field with their heads held high? And they were. <laughs> yeah. And I think that you know Donathan is. Is the cool runnings of the <laughs> yeah. episode? And yeah, I think, hey, who doesn't like who doesn't like cool runnings? Yeah, and fantastic for Donathan. This is uh this is a uh you know great great moment for him. I'm ha- I'm so happy for him that he had that moment where it seems like that he had sort of like a uh you know a sheltered experiences, and now he's coming out to Survivor and he's seeing the world. This is all fantastic, but it just felt like that. Wait, uh, wait aren't we paying supposed to pay attention to what's happening in the challenge? <laughs> yeah. like, are we canceling well, Tribal Council? But also, does it then affect the narrative when they go back to camp? Uh, probably. Uh, but then Donathan went to Ghost Island. So maybe. Right. It doesn't uh, matter. You know, it doesn't I, matter. I, 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 I do think I will have to ask somebody from that tribe why, at some point of why Donathan for uh, Ghost Island was that a factor. OK. Uh, John Densford, considering Morgan now thinks the only person that knew about her advantage is gone. How much power does this secret information give Stephanie? Yeah, uh, we we touched on this before, but Morgan's like, oh, my God, what a lucky break. Because the one guy who knew knew was this guy who got voted out. I'm in the clear. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I actually think you want someone to know, right? Because you want to have like this secret thing happening and it's cross tribal. You do? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, I, I think the the potential for an ally gain at a merge or a swap is mm-hmm. much greater than like the highly specific utility of the legacy advantage, which the fact that it had such a big impact in Game Changers was a miracle given how highly specific it was. And it was only because Sarah held on to it until it literally could not be played again. Yeah, I think the move for the legacy advantage this time around is played at 13. I would love to see that. But it, was, right? it would have been relevant last time, like because like, Sierra was in the you know the majority last time, right? Because I, um, yeah, I think she was going in. The problem is that, that you probably don't need it at thirteen. But if it's like, oh, she's got it. Morgan's got the legacy advantage. Better vote her out at seven because next round she can play the legacy advantage. Um, you know, it's like yeah. a target is on her because she has legacy advantage after a certain point. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But or not if they're allies, though, you know, I mean, I guess like Sarah has somewhat established the idea that you want to vote out the person with the legacy advantage so that they gift it back to you. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the legacy advantage here to stay also, Stephen, because uh, that, you know, you know, if Morgan gets voted out, then she gets then she gets to pass it on. Yeah, this is actually this is by far my least favorite advantage. When we saw it in Millennials versus Gen X, I was like, terrible advantage. I hope they never use it. Now it's like the defining advantage of like <laughs> of like advantages. Yeah. Third, third time in uh, what four uh, four seasons? Yeah, it, it played a decisive role uh, in thirty four, and uh, this season it's like the first one out of the gate. So uh, obviously, I you know other people have different opinions about it than I do. Yeah. Okay. What about Amanda Fallon? Amanda Fallon wants to know, does James have any sort of reaction to being the backup vote in case of Jacob's idol? Yeah. Uh, what do you think about how James took all this tonight, Stephen? Um, he like oversold his, his culpability, right? Like he was like, vote me out. I deserve it. I had a bad moment. I guys like that's, I felt like I was a very noble human thing, but he might've overdone it. Yeah. So do you feel like that uh, he should have downplayed it? Like, uh, I mean, he was even like uh, they were going to start putting votes on him then because of it. So it seemed like it was definitely something that was in the minds of Brendan and the other people on that tribe. Um, yes. And I, I it, you mean because of his speech? Yeah, he right? sort Not of ended of his... up becoming the right. um, the the uh, fake vote target. Right. It seemed like he almost gave them the go ahead to vote him out, which, you know, nobody wants to be voted out. And so as soon as you like put a target on yourself, you know, you're as soon as you give the other people like the moral permission to vote you out. You know, I thought that was it was, again, like very noble, great Chris noble. You know, team sport, <laughs> great sportsmanship. Oh, you're on fire tonight. I don't know. Maybe I'm just just like so tickled by you because of all the whiskey I've had. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do a couple more questions with Steven. Uh, do you think that making a fake immunity idol is a good decision? Yeah, I think it was a good decision and it, it definitely doesn't hurt to have the fake immunity idol, especially when we're talking in the case of Jacob. I think the, the mistake for Jacob was telling people he had the fake immunity idol when he didn't have the note. It's interesting that Steven, that the note was very much on the mind of two different players tonight. Um, yeah, it really was. It was such a, it was, and they really used it. It was they, those, those scenes were such like fascinating parallels, the way that they mirrored each other. The one, you know, both of them with these sort of janky fake idols, Jacob comes back without the note, you know, ends up uh, being, you know, quickly sniffed out by Brendan. Uh, and then you've got Dominic on the other hand, who like really makes a big show of the note. And um it seems like Chris is more gulled by that idol, you know, than like, you know, Chris sniffs something's wrong with it, but he can't quite tell what it is. And, you know, you have Dominic saying, this is because I have this note. He's much more fixated on the note, what's written in the note. He's not even looking at the idol. And I think that's a really good lesson moving forward is this idea that like, if you've got this fake idol, it's never going to look as highly crafted as a production idol, you know, but if you've got the note that you know, it has got words on it. It seems so official. It's parchment. You know, people are, you're, it's like, it's like a sleight of hand trick. You know, you're like bringing, you know, you're putting attention here while you fool them in this hand. Steven, let's just spend, you know, 20, 30 seconds on uh, all the people that we didn't get to uh, touch on yet tonight and just a uh, quick uh, reaction to them. Laurel, I thought she had a really great first night. 
great first night. She, you see her talking to a lot of people. Uh, she's always smiling, encouraging them, and she votes with the majority both times. Um, you know, but she also seems like she's got her fingers in kind of like all of the different alliances. What did you think? Yeah, I think she's really in situated in a great spot. I felt like that both of the groups that were sort of forming were both looking at her as a solid number. Uh, she was picked to do the puzzle in the challenge. She didn't have to finish the puzzle. She sort of like, I think was the big beneficiary of like, Oh, she would have gotten it and she didn't have to actually get it. So I think that she's, uh, set up very well through one night. Yeah, absolutely agree. Okay. Uh, anything on Jenna Bowman that we saw her basically talk with Stephanie? It seems like that she is tight with Stephanie. If anything, she seemed like she was the voice of reason trying to talk Stephanie out of working with Jacob. Yeah, she seemed like she was right, which is a, a good position to be in. She seemed fine. We didn't really get very much from her. Yeah. What about Michael? What do you think of Michael? You know, Michael, I have to say that, uh, again, I thought that he he had a chance when I first heard, okay, there's an 18-year-old on the season. He's also a male model. I felt like, okay, here comes this guy. He's going to be a total moron, an, an idiot, and it's going to be on the scene. He seems like a very nice kid. Uh, he might be somebody who does not have a lot of like almost like a JP this season where he's not going to have a lot of confessionals. That's why I really was hoping for Jacob to stay in the game because he's such a bigger personality than Michael is. But he seems like that he is just set up at the right hand of Brendan. Um, yes, yes, I agree. I mean, I thought like his rationale was was smart, right, for not for not wanting to, uh, you know, not wanting to say why he was 18. You know, he seemed to be fine. Right. And he was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I liked him. How about uh, Desiree? And really, we didn't see a ton from didn't Desiree yeah. outside of she got picked to do the, the challenge. And she was like, don't pick me. <laughs> why did this guy yeah. pick me? And then yeah. uh, her shooting the baskets was really fantastic. Stephen. Yeah, she was great. You know, I mean, it seems to be a fun character. One of the best uh, parts of the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was really, yeah, I was really focused on cool runnings. You obviously were applauding the the German bobsled team over there. Yes. Um, but but uh, yeah, I, I thought that uh, yeah, she she was good. I mean, it was it's hard when you know the other tribe goes to tribal council, and this is you know we always talk about how important it is to lose early to kind of like build trust and build bonds and like kind of you know and not you know uh, indoctrinate yourself into or inoculate yourself from tribal council or whatever whatever to to get good at tribal council. Um, and uh, another reason is so that you get airtime when you're on the TV show. Yep. Uh, how about Bradley? Anything on Bradley? We really did not see Bradley. I really like him. One of the next questions. Hey, that's I, a good we, thing that he, we didn't see him. Yeah. Yeah. I think he barely, uh, you know, barely was in there. So, but but uh, we, we liked him. We, what, did you, what do you think of Bradley? Uh, I thought that he was fine. I think we were very worried about coming in, Nicole, especially that he was going to be very schemy and somebody who people weren't going to trust that did not manifest itself uh, in any way. So, Good on Bradley. I think that's a win for him through two uh, through two rounds of voting. What about Angela? Uh, no, Angela was. Uh, you know, uh, I'd say her and Ch- and uh, Chelsea. Chelsea were the two people that they just got uh, probably zero screen time. Yeah, I like, think that's I don't correct. even know if they were in a group shot. <laughs> you know, I really like. I, I like. I at some point when I was watching, I was like, we, we haven't seen that brunette girl over on the Navidi tribe yet at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we hadn't. Yeah. And, and we then, continue to not. And Seabass, we have not really uh, spoke about <laughs> him. Uh, he's a character. 
Yeah, he's good. He actually is in a pretty good position. You know, he and Chris have this thing, but he's got, you know, he's got a connection with Wendell. You know, he's 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 talking to everybody. Yeah. No, I really just like how in that one tribe and I would love to have seen this play out that we have just basically like this, you know, tag team wrestling match of (laughs) Dominic and Wendell taking on the Florida, the the Florida boys in Chris and Sebastian. It's just so funny that they love each other. And right now, that is my number one contender. If we see an amazing race team come out of this season of Survivor. Chris uh, and Sebastian. Chris and Sebastian. Oh, my God. Wow. that's my pick for wow. uh for the amazing race calling your shot there you go yes we'll see we'll see all right uh steven olivia wants to know who from this season would fishback want to find his vote steal from second chances if you had to there's so them, many put there's yourself so many. in jacob's shoes gift it to somebody i would have liked it to have been jacob to be honest you know he he could have used it he really could have used it uh you know we'd have maybe maybe bradley you know maybe uh yeah, I don't know. Ellen. I'll make a prediction. Uh, I don't think the vote steal comes up until the merge. I, I don't think that's a pre-merge advantage. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, if it is ordered, then it's definitely not going to be until the merge. I, I predict we find it like with like 13, 12 people, uh, like first or second round of the merge, I say. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Uh, the great Cam Perry. If, uh, is Gonzalez still there if Jacob is in Sentinel Island first? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> You think so? You we, you you think that she who, that someone else would have been voted out second? Yes, I think that. Look, maybe she gets voted out second, but who know who knows how it ultimately uh, plays out? Uh, you know, if she gets three more days of playtime. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stephen, what about Allison? All right, Allison wants to know: Is there a tribe swap curse to be reversed next week? Could we, is there any advantage that will come with the tribe swap, Stephen? You got to assume, right? Something idle, something. Yeah, I don't know if the tribe swap is uh, so much of a curse as uh, much as like people get screwed. It was a curse for Silas. Yeah. Yeah. Although I-, I will say, Stephen, when you tribe swap this early with that many numbers and um, uh, do you think that we'll go to three tribes at 18 or do you think we'll go to uh, tribes of nine? Three tribes. Uh, they go to three tribes. Uh. Right. They always want to do three tribes. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, I-, I-, I guess so. We'll we'll do that. You know, Um I just I like having two tribes. I like to have I like to having that. But uh, you know we'll see uh, we'll see ultimately how it plays. Because then then there's like one tribe that's not going to have a camp and have to start from scratch. And so uh, that's always a little wonky in terms of putting that together. I think they can figure it out. They'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. And then uh, let's do the last question. Alyssa wants to know: Do we know how long people stay on Ghost Island? I assumed it was only one night. Well. Um, that would make sense if it was just one night because you go on the day that there's tribal council and then I think right. you would come back the day after when you go back for the reward challenge. Yes, I believe that is. It sure, it sure seems like that's the case. I mean, maybe maybe they don't they won't always have the immunity. I don't think I don't think immunity was 100 percent of the time on tribal days. I, I, like It's like 99 percent of the time on the tribal days. Um, yeah. There was a, not, there was a couple of times in uh, our seasons where we you know played immunity one day and then tribal was the next day. Yeah, yeah. But for the, the vast majority of the time, it will probably be one night, I would imagine. Yeah. All right. Steven, who got the fishy tonight? Uh, I gave two. Two. I, one, two, because there was two episodes. The first right. one to Stephanie, right? Very deserving. Interesting. Okay. And then who did you give the second one to? Uh, Ghost Island and the producers who made it. Really? I, I would have had, had it backwards. I would have had, a, if you're going to give it uh, to the Ghost Island producers, give them the first one. And then give Stephanie Johnson the second one when she really, uh, you know, pulled the rope dope on Jacob. Well, I didn't feel like that actually had that much influence on the vote. I felt like the but it was Jacob, so good. 
it was yeah, it was good, but like Jacob was going home, you know, and like yes, she like led him along, but he was still going home either well, way. What she do that was so great the first tribal council. She got everybody to she, vote out uh Stephanie Gonzalez. Yeah, it sure didn't seem like anyone was really interested in Gonzalez until Stephanie non Gonzalez was uh Donathan out there being said like, she stole his idea. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's true. She she did steal his idea to like win the challenge. <laughs> that yeah. was that was in the best. fairness. In fairness, that uh, Stephanie Gonzalez had the idea steal advantage, and she was able to <laughs> pluck right from Donovan his yeah. one good idea, and then she had it. So okay. yeah, all right. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you? Who, who does the Sesti go to? Uh, who played the worst? I mean, I think that probably Jacob in the first hour, if we're going to pick, uh, give an award to the person who played the worst but didn't go home, uh, give it to him in the first hour. And then in the second hour, I think it's probably not, probably not as clear uh, in, ter- in terms of that. So I'll just say that, you know, it was a rough night for Jacob. What a great night for Jacob. It was both things. It was the yeah. best of both. <laughs> the high highs sure and low lows for Jacob. I'm but... You know, yeah, high highs he, and he low lows. Yeah, and it was a very and a very memorable and and a part of Survivor history is the first ghost on Ghost Island. So yes. good, good job. Yes. Okay. All right, uh, Stephen. Uh, let me give you a sense of what's coming up here. Uh, oh. Of course, uh, we've got our uh, first re our first recap of the season coming up. To uh, I'll talk to Jomena tomorrow and the first exit interview as well. Uh, double exit interview there. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And then uh, Joe Mena coming up on Thursday night. I will be uh, talking to him. Looking forward. I've never really had a conversation about the game with uh, Joe Mena. So looking oh, forward. that'll be really fun. Yeah. Looking forward to catching up with him. And then my good friend, Randy Bailey, Stephen, over the years, uh, we butted heads, but we've patched things up and Randy is coming on board. He's very excited to talk about Ghost Island. For some reason. So he, he's ready. And Steven, of course, at the start of the season, there's no better time than to become a patron of Rob has a podcast. Go to Rob's website.com slash patron to find out more information about all of the shows, the uh, community, the Facebook group. You know, there's so many people that wanted to come out and see us in Boston, Massachusetts, Stephen, And they want to know how, how come I didn't get tickets? Well, patrons, they got them. They got a discount, all that and more. Go to Rob's website.com slash patron for more information on that Stephen fishback okay okay all right all uh, right and then of course uh first one out uh dropping very soon i believe that uh josh will be uh having interviews with the first two players uh voted out of the game as well as part of the first one out part eight so uh all that and more and of course uh steve fishback and i uh, had the season finale of the love know-it-alls with dr mike the other day great it was great Steven, have you uh, blocked Dr. Mike's phone number in your phone yet after the season finale of the Love Know-It-All? I haven't gotten the question marks yet. I haven't gotten any question marks from him. Steven, I've got another picture to send you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. No, no more. No more. Now, now he's going to listen to this and start sending more pictures. You've done it again. Steven, if you like that one, I've got plenty oh, no, more where that no. came from. No, uh, just as a, a word of caution to everybody, you do not want a urologist sending you pictures. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Stephen, it was so much fun getting back uh, on the same page and doing the Survivor Know-It-Alls with you as well. This was great. Yeah, this was great. And we really are. I think you're right. The Love Know-It-Alls has us so in sync. Because yeah, we haven't missed like uh, two months of podcasting together. 
Yeah, but also, you know, it's our relationship. We've learned so much about <laughs> no, each that's other. That's true. Now we, yeah. we're, you know, uh, not just survivor know-it-alls, but also love know-it-alls. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much to Scott St. Pierre behind the scenes. And uh, be sure to check out everything we got coming up on robswebsite.com. Have a great night, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they want the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor, no way to lose.